Off the ball. Rugby. Lads are kind of having a snigger at me when you're coaching going, well, yeah, you're Irish, but you can't get by the quarterfinal, you know, and they won't say it, but I, I know they were thinking Join that. in the obsession. Subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join. Uh, I'm not too bad. Um, I might just start, Andrew, to go off the injury update that came out this afternoon. Keen Neely out for another couple of weeks now with a with a shoulder injury. You've a pretty decent injury list as loose head prop at the moment with Ed Byrne also out, Michael Milne um, still on the recovery and Andrew Porter obviously is getting a few weeks off after the World Cup. Is there any possibility that you might be bringing in a, a short-term signing at loose head just to, to cover you for a couple of months? No, no, we're pretty happy with the um, stock we've got there uh, covering at the moment. Obviously, fingers crossed, Touchwood for no more injuries in that position. But um, yeah, Jack Boyle's doing a great job there, and we've got young um, Paddy as well. So, got some um, good depth and uh, exciting prospects coming through that are, you know, a great opportunity for them to get some game time. Yeah, I mean, it's a, as you say, as like it's it's an opportunity for them is probably the important thing, but. Uh, they have to do a lot of learning on the job for a couple of guys that are still in the academy. Yeah, that's a great thing around um, this team and the environment we have. They've, they've been in training um, and now they get an opportunity. You know, they've, they're rearing to go and taking all the learnings on board as they go through. So I'm sure when um, ports, etc., come back into the environment, they'll lap up lots of uh, experiences and learning from those boys as well. But yeah, baptism and fire, get out there and uh, have a crack and learn fast is really the, the way those boys are operating over these first couple of rounds. You were obviously away for the start of the season with, with Samoa. Were you were you straight back in with Leinster as soon as you were finished with Samoa or did you take a little bit of time away? Nah, uh, the boss had me in straight away. Nah, he was good actually. He, he told me to try and have a bit of time off, but no, I just wanted to get back straight back into it. You know, I was um, a change is as good as a break sometimes and I was um, looking forward to getting back in seeing the great work that the boys had put in over a very long pre-season so it was exciting to get back in and see the familiar faces and some new boys that have come into the environment having had that experience with Samoa obviously today like for example the World Rugby confirmed this new World League competition is going to come in and it looks like Samoa and a handful of other countries as well are kind of going to be locked out from bigger games against bigger teams for the, for the next few years do you see that as being detrimental to a, to a team like Samoa? Uh, yeah, it's been, I think all the teams, the, all the Pacific nation teams and all the tier two nations just saw, um, we need games against tier one nations. Like this tournament's great because it gives us confirmed fixtures. Um, it gives us tournament structure to play in. Uh, but we also need to find time, as you said, to get regular tier one games in between now and the next World Cup. Because uh, you've seen when that happens, uh, the improvement, the Portugals, the Samoas, the Fijis, the Tongas, if we get these games in between World Cups, the World Cups are going to be more competitive and better spectacles for everyone. And like, are they, are they confident that they can get those get those games, again, you know, every now and again games against an All Blacks or an Ireland or, or the, the major Six Nations and Rugby Championship sides? It's definitely a work in progress, yeah. It's definitely something we need to keep chipping away at and find times to do. Uh, for example, like the November series when we've come over in the past, we need to, if it's two games against Tier 2, we need a, a game against the Tier 1 nation as well. So it's just, you know, could be one a year or two a year if we can. Um, trying to find even Argentina, those kind of games and hemispheres that it might be a little bit easier to organise some of those games, you know. So um, definitely something 
that I know the Samoan Union, from my perspective, are working on very hard to try and see when those time slots could be. Great, thanks Andrew. I'll hand it over to anyone else. Hi Andrew, Ashley here from Off The Ball, how's things? Good, thank you. So just speaking of the, the World Cup, obviously it's the final this weekend. Have you enjoyed watching it and are the best two teams in the final or what do you think? Uh, I've, I've loved watching it, yeah. Obviously I was um, privileged enough to be over there and experience the atmosphere and uh, excitement going around France firsthand. So. Um, yeah, the, the atmosphere at the game was unreal. Um, the best two teams playing. I would love to see the Irish boys in there as well. Uh, obviously, because I've got a personal connection with them. But uh, you know, I love the way that Ireland play the game and the brand of footy they're promoting. So, uh, Ireland and New Zealand final would have been ideal for me. Um, but you know, South Africa are great at tournament rugby, and uh, they've they've come through in some tight moments and, and deserve their final in the end. So, I'm looking forward to watching. Yeah, it definitely was fairly disappointed for a lot of the Irish lads. Have you spoke to any of the Leinster lads? I've seen a few of them pop around. Uh, they've been in, to, you know, just to catch up with coaches and medical staff in and out over the last few days. But yeah, generally just tried to give them a bit of breathing space and let them refresh uh, mentally and have a good bit of time away from rugby in particular. So um, I'm sure they're yeah, getting a bit of time with their family and loved ones and refreshing away from the game for a little bit. I was just speaking to Jordan Larmer there and I just asked him about life will now begin without Johnny Sexton at Leinster. What does that look like for you and what loss will Johnny be to the Leinster team? Yeah, it's really uh, a shame for me only getting to, obviously I was lucky enough to play with him for a couple of years when I was over here, but uh, to come back as a coach and have him as a, as a, as a player and uh, just to have his mind around the environment, to be able to bounce ideas off him, um, yeah, I'm going to really miss him myself because you know he's a great man to go along to with some ideas and he'd um, very honest so he'd either tell you uh, yep it's a go ahead or nah it's not going to work or how about this so I'm going to miss that um, having him around I'm sure I can still send him some messages and videos every now and then and get his thoughts on things so he'll, uh, sure he'll want to keep his mind in the game as much as he can so yeah definitely going to miss having him around yeah, is there any truth to that he could be back with Lancer as a coach? Yeah, I'm not too sure. I think he's uh, made it pretty clear he's going to go and um, have a crack at the outside world and um, see how that opportunity goes. He's been chipping away in the background the last couple of years and um, I'm sure his lovely wife and kids will want to have him around home a little bit more over this next period. But um, as I said before, he's got a, a beautiful mind for the game of rugby and... Um, yeah, I'm sure he'll make a great coach if he decided to go down that route. Great. Thanks, Andrew. Best of luck this weekend. Cheers. Hi, Andrew. <laughs> Dave Kelly from Yingo here. Just a, a, a quick one, just ahead of the final. Um, a lot of attention to the coaches' boxes as well. Um, I'm just wondering if you'd share with uh, Leicester supporters what, what they might expect from Jacques, Jacques uh, as a coach and if you've had any, any dealings with him before or even spoke to him recently in terms of what he might bring to, to Leicester? Well, yeah, he's got an amazing record for one, um, amazing uh, reputation around how he connects with people. Um, I've been reading, I read a little 
snippet around uh, Khaleesi talking around him the other day and it sounded like he's a real uh, family into the club, um, incorporating everyone in the building, making everyone feel part of the organisation and moving in the same direction. So it sounds like he's a great motivator of people. Um, you know, on the rugby side of things, the way he's shaped that defence, I know he's probably a little bit more hands-off in that area now with Felix helping out a bit there as well, but the, the defence, um, he's you know, shaped with the South African team over the last number of years is, is a pretty amazing um, thing. So we're looking forward to getting him in the environment and learning a few tricks and uh, seeing what all those conversations he and Russie has up in the box are all about. And um, it's going to be an exciting time. I know Leo's been uh, you know, in regular contact with him, myself as well, just through the World Cup, mainly through the environment here and to be challenged in a new way for a new set of ice to come in and you know challenge the way we've been doing things not just on the rugby field but day to day I'm sure um, even the way they run their trainings their meetings and different little things like that would have been uh, different in his environment so I'm sure we'll come in and see what we're doing and be confident enough to make suggestions around how we can get better on and off the field. Sorry Adam, can you hear me now? Yeah, got you now. Good, good. Um, just talking about coaches, there's been so many um, introductions, like you had Joe Smith, who was Leinster, and Eurasio Rasmus, who was Monster, and Felix Jones, and, and, and yourself. And um, coaching teams seem to be taking on a, a much higher profile, you know, it's almost part of the, the team mindset or the tactics. Is, is that is that a, a new pressure on coaching teams? Uh, I don't know if it's a new pressure, uh, as you said, like, I suppose over the years you've seen over the last few years in rugby you've seen high, the coaches are coming under a lot more pressure similar to, to, to football and the expectation around results etc but um, in terms of the the coaching teams you, you can see that you know coaches are sticking with their teams and moving through different environments is that kind of what you're getting at there uh, with Russie and Jack that have been together through a number of different environments with Felix so it is nice uh, like players to, to get good relationship with coaches and you get to know each other well and uh, you can work together to get the best results for team Indeed um, you know before the World Cup it, it would appear as if the Northern Hemisphere teams on paper anyway were, were kind of ahead of the Southern Hemispheres um, does it surprise you that 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 it's a Southern Hemisphere final? Yeah, just you can see the way that the draw was done right at the start, and there's been a lot of talk around that, that those quarterfinals are always going to be, um, you know, brutal games, and they've proved to be, like, um, it could have easily been a France-Island final on any other day, so uh, fine margins in tournament rugby, eh? it's, it was so close, those, those quarterfinals could have, you know, a whisker, a held-up try, a penalty towards the end and you know the results it could have been a much different final so I don't think there's too much in between as you saw with Ireland beating uh, South Africa and France beating All Blacks and, and pool stages it was just you know fine margins and, and big games that made yeah made the difference in the end. And a lot of changes obviously you know around the world in terms of club rugby and now that Razor has gone from uh, Crusaders, will, will that be uh, a whole new energy coming to that team? Yeah, the Crusaders have got an amazing uh, legacy and culture that's built around you know the organisation, not this one person. So yeah, Razor has been an amazing 
amazing uh, part of the Crusaders' success over the last few years and he's going to leave a strong legacy behind but he's left the club in a great place and the people that are um, there to take over now will we'll keep driving the high standards and I'm sure that our uh, playing group are highly motivated to keep being successful.